Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. 500 years in the future, the Earth has been destroyed. Yet... Civilization thrives in a Martian utopia of nerds. But that is the future. Yeah, Utopia's gonna have to wait. This is Nerding Out with Ravy. Welcome to an all-new Nerd Now podcast. Hi. Hello there. I'm Ravy, Cameron. Hey. We got Randy. Hey. You can send us your comments at Nerdin' Out LA on Facebook and Twitter, Nerdin' Out on Instagram and YouTube. You sure can. Today, spending our time in Gotham. Yes. We're going to talk about Joker and a little bit about Batwoman. Now, before we get into that, we have huge news. <gasps> Mega Uber Ultra huge news. We're having a Nerdin' Out meetup. Yes! Finally! We, we've been talking about Brad. it and talking about it. It is happening Wednesday, October 23rd at 2-Bit Circus, which is in downtown Los Angeles. Yes, this place is great. From 6 to 9. And then at 9 o'clock, we're going to be hanging out even longer. Cameron's girlfriend, KDK Comedy, is performing. Is that's that correct? That's right. That's very true. The Salty AF show at 9 p.m. Absolutely. It is going to be a great night. We're going to be revealing more about the meetup, both here on the podcast and on our social, but we want you to mark that date. Wednesday, October 23rd, 2-Bit Circus, downtown LA. Cameron, talk a little bit about the the venue. Oh my God. It's like Chuck E. Cheese for adults. It is so freaking cool. There's a ton of games to play. They have drinks. They have bomb-ass food. Well, bomb food. Mm-hmm. And uh, <laughs> there's like VR experiences uh-huh. oh, yeah. that are hella dope. There's one in particular I want Randy to try okay. where you lay on this table and it's like a flight simulator. Oh, no. And you have to like <laughs> flap your wings and stuff. It's uh, trippy AF. I'm sure I'm not going to look dumb at all. No, <laughs> not at all. The games are wait. super fun. And my favorite part about that aspect of it yeah. is anybody can play these games. I've, I've They're not heard, like super complicated. Okay. I'm looking at pictures too. The whole setup looks massive. Yeah. No, it's cool. Yeah. It's we're, really cool. We're going to do a, a walkthrough uh, and just, you know, decide where we want to set up yeah, and right. we will, you know, be giving you all that information as we get a little bit closer. And uh, I know you guys are missing Courtney. She will be there for sure. The three of us are going to be there. Uh, I hope you guys are going to be there too. So, nice um, game. If you guys have any thoughts of what you would like to happen at the Nerdin' Out meetup, hit us up. Let us know. We yeah. are open to ideas. You want to so, hug Randy? We can maybe yeah. make that happen. Look, if you mud want... Mud wrestle with Cameron? If you want the Randy Why hug not? booth <laughs> or the Cameron mud wrestling booth, you let us know. I think the question is, who doesn't want that? Well, that's a good, that's a good point. <laughs> let us you. know if you don't want that. <laughs> <laughs> Should that be something we don't consider? Yeah, yeah. mud wrestling at <laughs> Tubit Circus. Yes. Wednesday. What other VR stuff is there? Oh, I don't even know like what the games are called in specific because they're pretty unique. Mm-hmm. Um, but I know that there's multiple like single player ones. There's yeah. There's one where you're like, 
I believe they still have it, where you're human pong. Ah, so oh, like cool. your VR, pong. you're in like the VR suit and everything, but essentially it's it's basically pong, and you have to run back and forth to, <laughs> to balance your ball. Uh, but it's super dope. Now, do they have like arcade games and stuff out there, or is it just they their have? Own they actually stuff? just added some retro stuff recently. Okay, cool. But, oh. but there's a lot of like there's a lot of unique kind of third party games okay. that, that and that's what's really cool because you can't get those at yeah. like every other barcade. All right, it's gonna be super it's fun. Be fun. Nerding Out Meetup, October 23rd at Two Bit Circus, downtown LA. Now, we're going to go to a place that's uh, a lot more grim than Two Bit Circus. And that is Gotham City. The Joker. Or Joker, I should say. Yeah. Biggest movie opening weekend, biggest or just biggest movie opening of October all time, $93.5 million. Huge. It was big. We've all seen it. So there will be spoilers. So be careful if you haven't seen it. If you're planning to come back here after you have. Uh, now, sometimes we do like comprehensive recaps, but yeah, I don't really want to do that for Joker because it's a visceral reacting type of movie. Yeah. So I just want to talk more about like thoughts and feelings. Right. Uh, but I want to start with you guys. Is that cool, Cameron? Sure. We have asked for reviews on Instagram and Twitter. What do we got? So on Twitter and Instagram, both, yeah. the positive was far outweighing the negative. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, a lot of people saying Walking Phoenix performance, crazy, amazing. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think Jay Portaburqueño summed it up quite nicely. Loved it. Movie was well-written and Phoenix was amazing. Overall, the best backstory I've ever seen for the Joker. Keep up the dark work with great story. A lot of people kind of uh, mimicking what he said mm-hmm. in that DC should continue on the train absolutely from this movie now one okay. person on Instagram uh, had a differing opinion crafting dog mom we've brought up crafting, crafting dog, dog mom before mom. she is feisty it's not about dogs or crafting yeah. she says <laughs> Heather Ledger still holds oh, the crown for best live action Joker in my opinion mm-hmm. I think I'm in the minority just like I was with Toy Story 4 with this one if the movie wasn't about the Joker I think I would like it the last 15 minutes were the best part. Other than that, I found the movie predictable and had a few continuity issues that took me right out of the film. I feel okay. like the first hour and 45 minutes just isn't a story that needed telling. Okay. I think that's pretty interesting. Yeah. That okay. perspective. Uh, Barbara Robert Bravo. Okay. Says, holy fuck that movie. Holy. Amazing and depressing and definitely the start of maybe something good from DC. Mm-hmm. However... Hmm. I needed a drink afterwards. Okay. All I right. get that. Understandable. I get that. Uh I would I think I would call the call Joker relentless. If I was looking for an mm-hmm. adjective to describe it, I think it keeps just coming at you and coming yeah. at you. It's very much like my butthole was clenched like the whole time. Oh, yeah. I was very nervous yeah, the whole too. time. And you really do not get a break. It's a very it's Absolutely relentless. Not. It's relentlessly grim. Oh, yeah. You know, there's no, like, there's n- no place to breathe. I, I know what to expect going into it. Mm-hmm. It is so dark. I mean, we knew it was going to be dark going in, but it is pitch black dark. Uh, I think the most obvious thing is Joaquin Phoenix. Yeah. Do you, I mean, I thought, I thought the story was good. I thought the story was interesting. Uh-huh. But I don't know. Some other actor in it. 
I don't think it plays as well as it does. Yeah, see, I was talking yeah. to Cameron about it, and my my take on it was the story itself, out of five, maybe a solid three. Okay. Yeah. But Joaquin Phoenix's performance was a it five. Just, it ele- he my, has elevated the material. I agree. I think that's my overall vibe on the movie, if I had one, was good character development yeah. mm-hmm. as far as a movie goes. I don't know if it was that great of a movie. Okay. But I think if you look at just the character development, mm-hmm. yeah, I think that was pretty great. I, I totally agree with you being that if it wasn't him playing yeah. Joker, I don't know if this really, yeah. really pulled off. I uh, Yeah. Um, I not only think it's a great, you know, performance Joker-wise, I mean, I think it's a great performance just as a performance just in general. A, yeah. It yeah. transcends... You know, it's really one of the all-time greats. I thought, I thought this is kind of a masterclass. Oh yeah, that you're watching here. He super, just super committed to it, and I thought it was incredible. You know, even, especially like when you have somebody that knows all the mannerisms and yeah. the quirks and the ticks of the person they're playing. Yeah, I think that was especially noticeable on mm-hmm. screen. Yeah, Joaquin Phoenix. I will he. Be nominated for an Oscar? I think probably yes. But there, you know, has been a big article in the Hollywood Reporter that a lot of the mm-hmm. voting body of the Academy Awards doesn't want to see it. Uh, think it's problematic. And see, that's why that's why one could argue that a lot of people just don't care about those sorts of things anymore. I, I, other, unless you're in it, from the outsider's perspective, we acknowledge and we know who killed it, what they did, you know? Like, yeah. I, I mean... People are responding to it because the violence in this movie mm-hmm. is very firmly planted in reality. It's not yeah. at all cartoony. No. And there's different things that have already happened, like, you know, the subway shooting in 1984, yeah. where Bernard Getz shot four teenagers and became a straight-up folk hero in New York City. Yeah. So I, the Joker doesn't say what year it's set, but based on that movie marquee, Zorro the Gay Blade. <laughs> yeah. Um, and... <laughs> What else was up there? Oh, Blowout. Yeah. It came out in 1981. Yeah. You guys remember 1981. Of course. You yeah. remember what I was, was going nine. on in the country. Yep. Uprest, upheaval. And yep. that was especially true in New York City, which is this is clearly based on. But when you, when you saw the violence in this movie, I don't know about you guys, it really wasn't what I was expecting. In what way? Yeah. And maybe am I this desensitized? But I didn't think it was as bad as people were portraying it to be. I specifically the violence. Yeah. Yeah. Like, I, I number one, it wasn't as violent as I thought it was going to be. I thought it was going to just be a nonstop blood fest, and it's really yeah. not. And I think maybe that's why people are responding the way they are to the violence because there's you know long time before, and then a violent episode, and then a little stretch, and then yeah, a violent right. episode. You know what I mean? Yeah. I thought they were portraying it like it was going to be the bloodiest thing I've ever seen. I I wasn't I wasn't expecting bloody. I was expecting dark, and that's okay. definitely what I received with the movie. Mm-hmm. My biggest thing was I think the problem for a lot of people is this movie's almost a little too real. It's too real. You know how a lot yeah. of movies they'll depict that lots of killing, lots of blood, lots of crazy stuff. It's obviously grotesque, but it's not necessarily realistic. Mm-hmm. Whereas it's a bit cartoony, whereas, like Avenger style. Yeah. Whereas in the movie Joker. The killings and the stuff that does transpire, it's it's plausible. Like it may like you could totally see somebody yeah. doing that and it going down that way. And I think the way it went down kind of took people a little a little back because it's remember it's still a movie. Like 
with uh, Christopher Nolan's Joker and, and Batman, it was a great portrayal of Joker. Yeah. However, you knew from the start, like, okay, this is this is scary, but it's not realistically scary. It's like, you know, it's com- comic booky Joker. Whereas Joaquin Phoenix's Joker seems much more real. Yeah. A lot of the things that go seems down Seems real, but I will say, it, I think that the the character, like when he becomes, fully becomes Joker, mm-hmm. I think it's more one-dimensional than it yeah. has been in the past. It's kind of like, okay, he's pissed off, he wants to kill people. Whereas I think, like before, in other iterations, it, the character seems more complex, seems to have more, like multiple motivations for what he does. Yeah. So I, I think it was good and definitely more realistic, but slightly one-dimensional. Because in the comics, Joker, everything about him makes him the Joker. The hair, the makeup, yep. you know, the the, the cartoony mm-hmm. weaponry, all that stuff. Right. Whereas in the yeah. movie, Arthur is just a pissed off person and the right. makeup is just something that he has on. And yeah. he calls himself that only because De Niro's character, who I can't remember his name in the movie. Murray. Murray, Murray that's right. Murray calls him a Joker. Right. And that's that's what leads to him being, quote unquote, the Joker. Right. Yeah. Um, do you think people are so bothered by it because they're tying violence directly to mental illness, child abuse, yes. things yeah. that we have seen in our world? Absolutely. Yeah. I think that is definitely a reason people are bothered by it. I don't know if it was 100% realistic. Yeah. Yeah. I'm actually really curious to to hear from people who suffer from serious mental illness. Yeah. To see what their perception of the movie is. Yeah, maybe like somebody who has like Tourette's. Yeah. Right. He definitely has like a form of Tourette's, an uncontrollable laughter brought yeah. on by stress. And that, that that would be interesting to see what pe- I bet those people aren't checking it out. Yeah, I, I, I wouldn't. Would imagine, I, I think I would they would find it so some, triggering. I would imagine some do and some don't. But I think a lot of like people's reaction, even before seeing the movie to the mental illness aspect of it, a lot of that is just kind of, you know, fronting a little bit because it is a touchy subject. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think people immediately just put up walls about it. Also, yeah. you know, yeah. th- this movie did a really good job at every, every single one of his decisions kind of made sense. Obviously nothing you would ever want to do or ever do, but they made sense yeah. for that him. character. And the movie did a great job at making it seem like all of his decisions made sense to him. Like they were the only things that he could do. Like that what being happened. said from a movie going experience, did you find it really predictable? I did. Cause I, I found it really predictable. You did. That was, that's one of my big beefs Yeah, is that I thought nothing surprised me. I wasn't shocked no, by anything. Not. I don't, I, I literally was not shocked by anything. I don't yeah. know if they put too much into the trailers that you realized what was going to go down or just I thought it was all pretty telegraphed as like what was huh. coming next. Now, now, that being said, I think, you know, with an origin film, which I would argue this is an origin film. Okay. Um, some don't. That's fine. There's always going to be the stack. The, the cards are kind of stacked against you because, you know, the end result is the person becoming, you know, right. The villain or the hero or the whatever. Mm-hmm. And so in that regard, there is a certain level of predictability. There right. always will be. But like in the first 10 minutes, whenever you see the the late night guy, Murray, mm-hmm. Robert De Niro, you kind of figure at the end of the movie, he's going to be killed. Yeah. It's Spoiler over. alert. It's really? over for him. Yeah. But you didn't feel that way, Randy? No, not at all. Really? I, I think I think maybe it has to do with the fact that I wasn't really watching a whole lot of the trailers. 
okay. or reading any of the reviews. I kind of went into it just cold. And mm-hmm. I, I was really trying to see what it was all about. And I personally, I didn't really find anything predictable. The the ending, I definitely didn't see coming. Okay. Like, yeah. What happens with the with the Waynes? Oh, like, sure. Like that that to me, <laughs> that was interesting. <laughs> Every I, I saw that coming a mile away. Batman really? movie. The minute they walked out of the movie theater, oh, yeah. I'm like, oh. Okay, well, yeah. The minute, well, yeah. The minute we saw a movie theater. <laughs> the second I saw the alley, I'm like, okay. This is going, <laughs> so this is going down. So funny. Okay, now there is a group of people. Mm-hmm. And I'm in this group. Okay. Who do you guys believe as watch is watching it? Are you taking it as it happened, or are you thinking that this was all in the mind of Arthur Fleck, permanent resident of Arkham Asylum? Because that's what I think. You think it was all in his mind? Yes. Why do you think that? Um, I'm like. Look, we're a minority, but a lot, a lot of people are like kind of keying on that scene that flashed early when he's all in white and he's banging his head. When he's with that first therapist, mm-hmm. there's a quick cut, all in white. Oh, yeah, yeah. And he's just banging his head against the glass. All right. And I was like, huh. And so then the way they end it, he's all in white and he's talking to this other therapist. And clearly he has done something to her as he's got blood on his shoes and he's leaving there at the end. I tied it. I tied those scenes back together. And that's my, that's how I'm interpreting the movie. I think the movie is open to interpretation. Nobody has been very, you know, like this definitely happened. This definitely happened. I'm, I'm thinking he was in Arkham the entire time. Really? So if that is the truth, what does that mean for the Joker as a character, as a person? Is the Joker completely fabricated then? Yes. Or is somebody else the Joker and he's just taking on that story? I, I'm thinking, you know, maybe it was a time. Maybe he has access to television. Right. Like, I believe certain things in the narrative. Like, I believe his mother was mentally ill. Yeah. I believe, yes, he was abused. And that's why he has ended up where he is. So I believe there are truth nuggets, but okay. I don't believe yeah. the story as it was laid out. That's for me. that's a really good point, actually, because if you recall back to the movie, for a good portion of it, you think he has that relationship with that woman from down the hall. Yeah, I never thought he that Sophie was with him in any yeah. of those scenes. Only towards the end to realize that it was all fabricated when he ends up right. on the couch and she's like, what are you doing here? And I think that, you know, is put in... Del- well, for me, I took yeah. that very deliberately in that he's imagining this. Maybe he's imagining everything. I I, I do yeah. believe that possibly he could have killed his mother and that what brought him to Arkham Asylum in the first place yeah. is that, you know, he tried to exist in the world. Interesting. He tried. Interesting. And he was, you know, like he was yelling at Murray at the end, you've never seen me, you ignore me. I believe that was his life. Okay. And, but I believe that because to me, there are just certain story beats that are ridiculous. Such as? Such as he could never get that close to a young Bruce Wayne. I'm sorry. I don't believe that for a second. That did seem silly. That Bruce Wayne's just hanging out. And put out his fingers in his mouth. And then just comes <laughs> to the gate, you know? <laughs> uh, I do not believe that. And this is a great, this is a trope of Batman movies. And we saw it again in Joker about how the villain just ends up at the party with all the one percenters. Yep. 
Mm-hmm. You've got basically a riot happening outside yeah. this party, and there's just going to be an unguarded door. Hey, I'm just going to slip right in here and go yeah, talk that, to yep. Thomas Wayne, who I think is my dad. Right. Like, <laughs> I'm sorry. I I find that ridiculous. I did think that was weird. I was like, so nobody was guarding that door? Right. And no, you know what else? You know what? I'm starting to buy it, Rave. Because and, okay. remember when he went in the theater? Yeah. Nobody acknowledged his presence? No. Whatsoever? I'm just, I'm just in He's here. He's standing in front of people watching the screen. I was like, why isn't anybody yelling view? at him that he's blocking their view? I buy it. <laughs> I buy it. Okay, how about this? You okay. cannot convince me that a guy like Murray Franklin would allow any of that to happen. Number one, I don't think, like, look at Murray Franklin. You look at late night hosts, Stephen Colbert, Jay Leno, Johnny Carson, like, in his time slot... You, they want to be likable. That's the oh, key. Look F, at Jimmy no, Fallon yeah. today. Maybe Murray Franklin was a little bit, but we didn't see a whole lot of him. We don't actually know like what the tone of his show yeah. is. But I'm assuming because he's a late night host, likability is kind of key to the success yeah. of late night hosts. Number one, I don't think he would have played that comedy clip to begin with. And let's say he did. The conversation with, first of all, they would have never let the guy come out with Of course not. Clowns. There was Face a riot on. going on. People, but let's even say that they let him do that. The okay. conversation on the couch would not have gone on as long of as it went on. Of course it wouldn't. I thought, this is ridiculous. This is yeah. not actually happening. That, Interesting. Like, and that's how I took it. There's a lot of people that feel the way I feel. I feel so conflicted. I and buy it. I'm and totally a lot of people on board are, with that you know, taking the story as it was presented. Yeah. As it was. But I, I've kind of... Like the Bruce Wayne scene, I thought was ridiculous, and and the Thomas Wayne scene, you know, f- that followed that, I thought both of those were r- ridiculous and would never happen. And because we were already aware that so that relationship with Sophie was not a thing, mm-hmm. I thought, huh, I mm. bet this isn't happening either. How was I so oblivious? I look, it's just my opinion. That's the way I'm taking but it. But not sense, everybody's though. taking it the way I am. Because I I thought. I thought it was kind of weird to to throw in the whole hallucination of Sophie being with him. Yeah. Right. With the movie without there really being anything to tie it in. Like that's the only thing that happens throughout the movie that's fabricated. Like that to me kind of threw me off. Mm-hmm. I was watching it. I'm like, well, then why would they just randomly make this a thing? If it doesn't right. have to do with anything else like in the movie. So that's a good point. That's my thoughts. I'm on board. I might be too. So. I don't know though. So, Okay. When you were watching mm-hmm. and you saw the scene with Bruce Wayne, for example, yeah, what what did you think of it as it was playing out? The one, the one like, thing what the I thought wrong of Bruce Wayne, he's just standing there. I, okay. I, you're talking about the gate scene, right? Uh huh. I had at that point, I was like, okay, his parents are already dead because clearly nobody's watching. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. With the Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. 
This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandsLots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Watching him. Mm. Mm. And they're... And they're, but they were alive. Right. The other thing, too, that kind of confused me, obviously, this being common knowledge with the comics and stuff, the Joker and Batman always battle it out. And they're roughly, I guess, around the same age, I'd say. So the fact right. that the yeah, fact yeah. that Joker in this movie, Arthur Fleck, is easily, what, 40, no, maybe 30 years older than he is? Probably. Kind of kind of threw me For off, For argument's too. sake, let's even say 20. 20. Yeah. I wasn't like approaching it from that in that this is going to be Bruce Wayne's arch nemesis because I was yeah. just, this was a guy, Arthur, he's got, he's been ignored, abused. He's had the world's m- most awful life. Yeah. And it just didn't seem to me that he, he didn't have the wherewithal to even be like the Joker from like any other Batman incarnation right. we've ever seen. Right. Because while the Joker is a madman, he still can like get these coherent thoughts together and make these grand plans and do all the, I Arthur Fleck never convinced me that he could do any of that. Yeah. Never have like a grand plan or I I don't want this to come off as like I didn't I don't think it's a really good movie. I think it's a great movie. Okay. But I think I was I relate it more to like I think a good <laughs> comparison for me personally is um that drug movie with um, Jared Leto and Ellen oh, Burstyn. Requiem for a Dream. Yes. Yeah. A compared to that. Interesting. And that okay, this movie's pretty incredible, and the performances are very incredible. Yeah. I don't think I'll ever watch this movie I again. I completely agree with this you. This movie bums you the hell out. I completely agree with you, a hundred percent. And I will say, the only thing that that bums me out about or this is the only thing but one of the things that bummed me out both about requiem for a dream and joker that mm-hmm. goddamn movie is like when you're talking about mental illness and abuse mm-hmm. and in requiem for a dream drug abuse stuff. all that mm-hmm. i think the only a bummer is that like the way it's being portrayed is that if you are abused if you do have mental illness this will inevitably inevitably become you like this is the person you will become because that yeah. happened yeah, that's and I a think good that point. that's not obviously that's not true, right? But I think that that might, for people who are uneducated about that stuff, yeah. going to see these things, that might be a little like, okay, this is this is with the crazy people out on the street. This, and it's like, oh well, yeah, it could, you know, it could manipulate people that this way. This movie does a phenomenal job at making you feel bad. Like I was oh, watching, for sure. it, I was watching I, it. There's for blue, sure. There's there's the I see, you see the color blue a lot, like the dark blue, the whole depression thing going on. Oh, the on. color palette, the is color palette, rough. And then I remember watching in the middle of the movie, I'm like, damn, was this what it was like to live in these cities back in the 80s? I actually... I'm like, what a miserable time to exist, dude. I I pulled a review from Rotten Tomatoes from this guy at Entertainment Voice. Okay. Alchi Rengifo. Sorry if I screwed up your name. What's up, Alchi? He says, what Arthur is meant to represent or convey is a mystery only Phillips might understand because all he evokes on screen is aimless pain, which many people do actually endure. But should a film simply be despair for entertainment and nothing more? thought that was kind of an interesting point yeah i don't it, think that was the overall point but yeah i do I wonder, agree with your hand it's yeah. kind of like damn man i wonder <laughs> i wonder if like rec room for a dream didn't, didn't even make me feel that miserable 
Oh God! It, I mean, it don't made get me wrong. Feel that miserable. Don't get me wrong. It made me feel bad. I, yeah. I didn't look at fridges the same for about a week. Yeah. But there's <laughs> something about Joker, man. Because the thing with Joker, Phillips does his best attempt to make you almost borderline empathize with Joker. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah. But then you you kind of get pulled back to reality when you're like, wait a second, I can't empathize with this guy. He just killed like four people. Right. Right. Five people. I no, know. six. What am I saying? I know. Uh, let's talk about that scene where he goes into the refrigerator because that um, was another scene yeah. that I was thinking about. Okay, he's pulled out all these drawers mm-hmm. and he's made a space for himself in the refrigerator that he goes in and hides and cowers. And I actually thought, oh, okay, maybe this is like a metaphor that he's locked up in like a rubber room or something like oh. that in the Arkham Asylum. That's interesting. That, because you know he's just kind of he's he's yeah. boxed himself in there. Yeah, I don't know. That's kind of how I interpreted that scene, because I was interpreting it as this isn't real. Yeah, this is some of the things are real, but Arthur Fleck is not a trustworthy narrator. He's not. We're seeing it right. all through his eyes, and he's not a trustworthy person. That's a good point. Because it's what's going on in his head. It's his acts. And Which I is skewed. I don't think you can. He can't be trusted. Right. Uh, I also thought, wow, this movie. We knew it was going to borrow from King of Comedy. Oh my God. We knew it was going to borrow from Taxi Driver. Mega yeah. borrow. And it's like this close. You it's, know, it's a pube away from me saying rip off plagiarism. I, yeah. I was doing <laughs> For some real. I was doing some deep diving on the Instagram and okay. the uh, the red the Reddit's. The Reddit sure. yeah. As and you I do. stumbled upon a, a random Italian film Instagram page. Okay. And I saw they did, a, film. <laughs> they did a side by side of uh, The Exorcist oh. and Joker. And a lot of it, you see a correlation. Really? Think about the, the, jo- Exorcist. the Joker and then the, you know, the demon, the exorcist, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. the stairway. Yeah. You know, the his mom, yeah. Demi, Demi's mom. Yep. And then Joker's mom, you kind of see yeah, it a I, little bit there. Yeah, I can see so that. It was, it was a bit trippy. It. Look at that too. I can see it. Take, well, if you guys haven't seen Taxi Driver and or King of Comedy or it's been a minute, you should take a look again. I've never seen Taxi Driver. And you'll be like, oh, wow. That's a, this is borrowing. Question. If I watch uh, Taxi Driver, am I going to feel as miserable as I did after Joker? Yes. A little bit. Okay. Yes. <laughs> Fun. Yes. Like take Joker yeah. and then put in Child Prostitute. Mm-hmm. Oh, fun. Great. <laughs> You know, right. <laughs> child prostitute played by Jodie Foster. Oh boy! Whew. So yeah, I I think I'm glad I saw it. Joaquin Phoenix yeah. is incredible. Me too. If they decide to give this movie some Oscars, which I do not believe they will, other than no. Joaquin Phoenix is probably very much nominated, very much in contention yeah. for best actor. Uh, I never really plan to see it again. No, and and I, that, and I think that's what begs. I mean, that's what kind of my point is about it is, yes, I think character development was good. I think the movie was pretty good, but overall as a movie watching, movie going experience, thought it was okay because for me personally, a lot of you out there might disagree. I like rewatchable movies Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and especially when it comes to comic book movies. Sure. I want to be able to pop that thing in at home and just set it on repeat. Right, or you know, even if those. it's on like you know TBS, TNT, yeah. or whatever. Oh, this will not you know. be on TBS. Oh hell no! Hell no! This won't even be on HBO. Hell no! Well, maybe. <laughs> uh, maybe I yeah. think it will probably <laughs> be on HBO, but I mean, 
like Requiem for a Dream, who, that I only saw once. Same. It has stuck with me. And Joker's going to stick oh, with yeah, me. Oh, yeah, absolutely. I think it's going to stick with all of us. But n- never again. Like, no. Seabass from The Woody Show went twice in the same weekend. No, couldn't do that. I think wow. that cements our thoughts that he's a psychopath. <laughs> yeah, he's like taking notes. <laughs> but, you know, I, and Joaquin Phoenix was going around. How many times has he seen it? Like, Oh, my God, I know. He went, he, he's sat in on so many screenings. Sat in a bunch of screenings in L.A., sat in all the screenings uh, when it was going around to the film festivals like, dude, and stuff. it's okay if you show up at the end. Ooh, I know yeah. so, he probably so, wants to see how the audience reacts, but still, <laughs> my God. It's so funny, too, because he seems like such a nice guy. For sure. And to have to portray the Joker. And that's why the performance is so great. Yeah. For me, also, I knew it was going to be dark. Uh, this is one of the few movies I've gone into recently with no snacks. Oh, damn. I said, this is not a snacking film. So when a movie's dark, you don't snack? Well, when it's dark like well, that, no snacks. Why? Well, because look, because if you eat snacks and go into a dark movie, you run the risk of indigestion, upset stomach, and yeah. perhaps diarrhea. It, it's, wow. I don't snack. Like, when I was watching The Walking Dead, which I'm not anymore, Yeah. Mm-hmm. not a snacking show. Really? I didn't snack. See, now I'm the opposite because I stress eat. <laughs> okay. So like I had extra popcorn during Joker. Really? Or if I go see horror movies, I finish my popcorn. I'm eating your popcorn too. <laughs> okay. Well, see, horror movies are different because I'll definitely snack during a horror movie, but I knew the Joker was going to be depressing and sad. Yeah. yeah. And so I just, I, I already knew I was going to feel uncomfortable. I, Okay, for one, I do terribly with cringe moments. I can't do... I can hardly watch The Office. Oh, I love gosh. cringe. I hate, Give me all I, the cringe. I despise cringe. You can already yeah. imagine how uncomfortable I was yeah. when he was doing sets at the comedy. The, oh, the comedy God. Club. I was I almost was looking throwing away. up. I felt, just, I felt uneasy. Uh, and I just... It, I, I can't imagine eating snacks during the movie. That was bad. I can't. That... Ugh. Yeah. No. Oh, boy. Extra I, snacks. I don't like cringe comedy. And I don't like to cringe. Do you like cringe comedy? I don't like cringe comedy. You love a lot of cringe comedy shows. Name a, name a cringe Parks comedy. Parks and Rec. It's Parks not cringe. Parks and Rec cringy. is not cringy. Absolutely. You if are, The Office is tripping. cringe comedy, Parks and Rec is absolutely nothing, cringe comedy. Nothing is as cringy as Scott's like yeah. Scott's Tots. Tots oh, Scott's the Tots. one episode. Okay, no, but, but it does Michael such a good Scott job, though. is a cringeworthy character. So is Leslie Nope. No. No, she's not. Are Leslie Nope okay. is a lovable person. How, How about Aziz Ansari's character, Tom? I love Tom. He, Tom's he so does. Funny. He doesn't give you the cringe. He no. no. He gives me the creeps. How about uh, what's his name? Ben Schwartz character. Oh my no. gosh, no. John Mega, Raffia. Yeah, Mega you, cringe. What do you define as cringe? He says the cringe. most uncomfortable things. John no, he Raffia does not. Rules. Oh my god, you guys don't know what cringe is. I think you don't know what tone is. I, oh. My <laughs> best. Okay, you know what? My best example is my girlfriend loves cringe, and she loves watching Nathan for you. I can't oh, make it. I cannot Nathan make it to you. Nathan for Very you. Very cringe. Oh, that's, thought, all, that's like pseudo reality. I can't do like uh, like Borat and stuff. No, I, I agree. Me, See, that is cringe. For me, I think. it just it's just the idea of being in that position and talking to these people makes me uneasy. And growing up, I'd always be. I was always the same way. I always had secondhand cringe. Like if I saw somebody doing something secondhand cringy, cringe. Secondhand it would cringe, cringe me out. But growing up, I don't know, maybe my mind's just accepted the fact that we can't do it, and I, I, I'm so bad with cringe. I cannot do it. And the Joker is, or Joker is cringe from beginning to yeah. end. And that's why no snacks. No snacks. I went in snack-free. <laughs> uh, and it's been a minute since I did this. I became aware yeah. of there are certain movies you shouldn't snack. Mm, absolutely. At um, the, uh, the la- not the last temptation of Christ, the passion of the Christ. Yeah, no yeah I mean, uh, Mel Gibson's movie where 
Poor Jesus. You need gets you need to understand there's crushed. Certain, there are certain situations where you can't snack. Quiet place. Uh, I refuse. Don't snack. Oh, don't snack. Because if you quiet snack during place. quiet place, then you become the dick. Hey, yeah. you know? I can quietly snack. <laughs> Depressing okay. movies. I'm not an amateur, Randy. Don't snack. <laughs> you can't keep your popcorn quiet at a I quiet place. I absolutely can. <laughs> I think you should be more worried about if I have to pee four times during a quiet place. <laughs> <laughs> so yes, somebody in the in the Passion of the Christ came in with like the chicken nugget six pack. What the hell's wrong thing with, you? with nachos? The I'm chicken like chicken nugget. <laughs> that is next level. I don't I'm like, support. Do you that. know what we're doing in here? I went to a movie recently where they brought in Cheesecake Factory. I was like, dude, just go to dinner before the movie or go to one of those like, the you know, Alamo Draft House. I, uh, I, yeah. I recently sat next to somebody, a girl who I'm assuming she went to Michael's because that's the car, the, you know, okay. yeah. arts mm-hmm. and crafts store. Yep. She bought half of those like globe things, the hollowed out globes. The globe. And from what it looked like, a styrofoam globe, like half a globe. Okay. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like a bowl, yeah, yeah, pretty yeah, much yeah. a bowl. Yeah. Okay. And I guess she put it under her shirt to make it look like she was pregnant and underneath that little half half globe full of snacks <clears throat> and she's pulled it out with her friends they had the flash on their phone i looked at it and it's this big old styrofoam bowl really thing. a hollowed out full of snacks wow it's like damn that's, that's impressive. I love Next it. level genius. Like if you have like an empathy belly or something, exactly. you know, you could load that thing up. But so regardless, <laughs> there should be no snacks in Joker. No, Joker yeah. to me yeah. is not a snacking film. Relentlessly grim, super based in realness, mm-hmm. incredible performances. I saw it and I'm not going to see it again. No. Still good. Um, <laughs> A very different Gotham. Yes. Is the one in the CW's Batwoman. Starring Ruby Rose as Kate Kane, a.k.a. Batwoman. She is Bruce Wayne's cousin. Yeah. So you got the Waynes and the Canes. That's right. But uh, Bruce Wayne's been gone from Gotham for three years. So her father has stepped up, runs this security firm. The Crows. The Crows. The Crows. So they're in charge of protecting Bat or Gotham, but a new villain has risen, Alice. Alice. Alice in Wonderland. And the Wonderland gang. Alice. <laughs> uh, and they did they did a Batman trope as well. Joker yeah. did one. Bat, uh, Batman does one where one person is kidnapped. There are like bombs or weaponries placed where a big group is. Oh yeah. Now decide. You must choose the one or the bunch. Who is more important <laughs> to you? Choose. Uh, Kate Kane figures out her cousin was Batman. Yeah. Puts on the suit. She saves the day. And uh, we're going to go on from there. And there was an interesting twist at the end, which I thought was mm. kind oh, of yeah. fun. What would you guys think? Batwoman, the pilot. Uh, uh, you go first, Ken. I really want to like this show. Yeah. Okay. I have a, I have a few problems with it. It's okay. not It's not beyond saving. I'll, I'll say that. Okay. Agreed. I think uh, it's super interesting. I like Batman. Bat. Mm-hmm. Verse. You like Bat. I like Batverse. <laughs> Batverse yeah. Batverse series. Mm-hmm. Um. Number one, Ruby Rose, just let her have her accent. Oh, because she's working hard to. She's working real it. hard to cover it, yeah. and it does now. Her like Americanized voice doesn't seem to match her body and her face. Right, and the fact that she's narrating, and that's really rough. Yeah, yeah. just Agreed. let her have the accent. Yeah, what's she the can deal? be Bruce Wayne's Australian. You know, it's probably too late for cousin. that. Oh, I'm Batwoman. Um, number <laughs> two, I don't know. Like, I I feel like. When I watched like Legends Legends of Tomorrow, the special mm-hmm. effects are a lot better, right? Or it looks a lot better. This looks really like 
web series ass. It looks low grade. It yeah. looks mega low grade. I, mm-hmm. I gave him the benefit of the doubt, being that's the pilot, right? You know, and it's a CW yeah, pilot. But I definitely, Agreed. I definitely did bring that up. That at this point, 2019, you gotta at least give a bigger budget to the. Agreed. Yes. You know, right? Um, and as as far as like the story itself goes, I thought it was just very run of the mill. Yeah predictable so you call it joker predictable the, i call it this predictable the okay. motivations i agree this is very predictable too the motivations are like uh, cloudy very cloudy i thought they did a pretty decent job though establishing who the main players are going to be oh, yeah. they did which Definitely. i thought was good which Almost can be too good of a job problematic yeah. for a pilot i'll tell you what really caught my attention Ooh. okay the fights <laughs> yeah the fights need to be very much improved. That's part of that's part of my critique about the special effects. I kind of loop that in as the well. The fights were almost in slow motion. Yeah. It was just like Hi-ya. Hi-ya. <laughs> slow, Ka-cha. clunky. That's that's what I hope improves moving forward. Yeah, and I mean I think if like, okay, if you look at Christopher Nolan's Batman movies, mm-hmm. if you brighten those up two yeah. times, mm-hmm. I bet the fights would be super corny looking. Yeah, so I think okay. part of it might oh, that's be a good point. that show. Right. The show was actually very bright. That's a, yeah, that's a good it, point. Bright. it seemed kind of bright. That's a good point yeah, yeah. by you, Cam. Darken it up. No, I'm saying. Okay, come on, Ruby. Darken it up a little uh, bit. I I enjoyed the the whole Gotham mm-hmm. ambiance sort of thing. I I totally dig that. But again, just there's something about these kinds of shows where you know they're just they're not not highly produced. They're not high level. So you still kind of kind of throws you off a little bit. You know what part of it weird. is for me on that note is it seems like and this is I'm getting so picky now. So okay. please forgive me. This the, it's totally seems it's totally noticeable that it's shot on a back lot. Like ah, nothing looks real. Okay. Not even like cartoony yeah. real. None of it really looks like it exists. Do you know what I mean? But, okay. But would you would you argue that? A part of the reason why you can't fully enjoy it is because you've had a, you know, you've been around these sorts of things, you've seen them. So it's, no, I don't think so. You don't think so? No. Okay, give it, give it a letter grade. Give the pilot a letter grade. I will give it a C. Okay. C. All right, I'll give it a B minus. Okay. All right. Uh, will you watch episode two? I will. Okay. I'll give it a shot. Yeah. And I think historically, for me, if I am kind of so so on the pilot, that means I'll like the show. Really? Yeah. Okay. I think I'm going to continue on too. I think yeah. even with the issues I was having, I did see promise. I did too. Oh, yeah, definitely. I did too. I think, you know, it's a, it's a tough, it's a tough, uh, what am I trying to say? It's a tough sure. card to pull uh-huh. whenever you're shooting a pilot for something like yeah. this, especially with, you know, familiar universe, familiar characters, yeah. all that kind of stuff. How did you, uh, how'd you feel about Alice? I thought Alice was really the one standout that I really liked. I thought yeah. she was a lot of fun. I like, um, you know, her little knife that she's swinging around. Yeah. Uh, the big reveal at the end. I, dun, 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 th- that's dun, really dun, one dun, of the dun, things dun. that's going to take me back because I can't wait to find out more about that. Yeah, no, like, I agree. Whoa, what? 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 Yeah. Like, didn't legit eventually saw it coming like within like the last 10 minutes. Like, oh, oh, <laughs> oh. oh I'm getting it. Uh-huh. So, yeah, that's going to take me back. I, there's a lot of things that are going to take me back to the show. So, episode two, I'll be watching. I put it in my DVR as a series record. Yes. We'll see how long it oh. stays a series record. I kind of have a bone to pick, though. 
Pick the bone. So I forgot to set my DVR for the show. Okay. Same. And so I thought, okay, I'm going to watch it. It wasn't on Hulu. It probably nope. will be eventually, mm-hmm. but it wasn't on there. So I went to the CW app mm-hmm. on my Roku TV. Okay. And not a good viewing experience. Oh. Really? Like there's audio issues. It sounds like all the like mics are turned up, like overmodulated. Kind of sounds like, oh, that one. Yeah. And then uh, there's like, Seven minutes of commercials. Oh no! Really? In between each oh, segment. Yeah. Of the See, show. I, I, I didn't, I didn't even think about the CW app. I just bought the episode off of Vudu. <laughs> I, I forgot. I forgot to DVR it. It's one ninety nine. Whatever. Not bad. Yeah. Not no. bad. So the CW app sounds like a crappy viewing experience. Let's just say, uh, if you're choosing streaming services, I don't know if there's a CW Plus, but <laughs> upgrade. Maybe it. put that at the bottom of your list <laughs> <laughs> for now. <laughs> oh my gosh good stuff you guys uh thank you everyone for supporting all things nerding out liking engaging interacting and how about reviewing yes yes cameron you're looking for reviews yes we would love some additional reviews if you love our podcast or you know have some issues with randy feel free <laughs> i can sense them coming right now no. <laughs> uh, if you have the apple podcast app just search nerding out click write a review you can rate us one out of five stars, two out of five stars, three, mm-hmm. four, or five if you're generous. Mm-hmm. And then uh, write a review right there and let us know what you think. Yes. Uh, we would definitely appreciate We'd that. We love it. Nerdin' Out LA on Facebook and Twitter, Nerdin' Out on Instagram and YouTube. Keep an eye on those. That's where we will be posting updates. Nerdin' Out Meet and Greet is scheduled. All right. Yes. Wednesday, October 23rd at 2-Bit Circus. Yes. Let us know if you guys can make it. We would love to hang out with you guys. It's going to be super fun. Also... We might get a Star Wars trailer next week. Hell yeah. Who knows? Wow. That's the way to end a Nerd Now podcast. Yeah. Is that and predicted on Monday Night Football? It's predicted either for this coming week or the one after. So keep your eyes peeled. Oh, the Packers play. I will oh, definitely well, tune Randy in. will be tuned in for sure. <laughs> More Star Wars coming at you shortly. So lots of great stuff coming up. Uh, the Woody Show, lots of great extra content for you. It is featuring Randy on the What's New podcast with Menace featuring Randy. The Boardcast with Board featuring Randy. Yep. Nerding Out Here featuring Randy. Randy <laughs> podcast Randy. extraordinaire. The Randy podcast universe. <laughs> uh, of course, we've got the OG Woody Show podcast, which occasionally featured Randy. That's right. It's all <laughs> awesome stuff. All available on Randy Plus. <laughs> Coming spring 2020. Uh, pay $5 a month for it for limited commercials. <laughs> uh, thank you guys for listening to Nerdin' Out. Don't forget 2-Bit Circus, Wednesday, October 23rd. Yes. We'll see you there and we'll catch you here next week. That was Nerdin' Out with Ravy. Remember to store this episode in a bag with an acid-free board and put your retainer in when you go to sleep. Until next time.